Hey, it's your host, Brittany, and welcome to the Mom Sweat Sanity Podcast, where we talk all things life, health, fitness, kids, relationships, you name it, nothing is off the table. A little bit of just me and a whole lot of knowledgeable guests. So throw on your Lulus to run or to mom, grab yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, and join us as we unpack life's pressing topics and learn a little bit more of the who, what, whys of it all. Or at the very least, get real, share some wisdom, and grab practical tips to help in our daily lives. So when I knew how to be me and I knew what was important to me and I knew what my goals were and I knew that I could take care of myself and I knew that through my struggles, I found a way to forgive myself for leaving my marriage and I found a way to try and get past that and move forward. That's when the right person came, well, it was back to me, but came to me. What would you do if you found yourself in a relationship that is not serving you, that is not fulfilling your needs, be it a marriage or a friendship, whatever it may be? Today, I sat down with Shelby Kennedy. She filled us in on her divorce story, how she chose to pull the ripcord, find self-love, and has now built a life that she has always dreamed of. Hey, everyone. I am here today with Shelby Kennedy. I am so excited to have her here. Shelby is a longtime friend and it's just like girl talk over here. We haven't caught up in a long time. So I am going to let Shelby just take it away and give you guys a little bit of a who is she, what she is up to, and we will dive right on into this episode. Hi, good morning. Thank you, Brittany. I want to start off by saying I'm so honored to be here and I'm so proud of what you're doing and that you've taken a risk. There really is no risk, no reward, right? Fortune favors the brave. So, you know, everyone's on their journey and you have to do what you love. Otherwise, I don't know. I think the scales tip and it just doesn't feel as good when you're not following your heart. So I want to thank you for having me on here today. So I'm Shelby Kennedy, and I am a mother and a wife. I live just outside of Kamloops in British Columbia, Canada. My husband and I own two construction companies. We have a five-year-old daughter, which I homeschool and do that full-time. I am also an Instagram fashion and lifestyle influencer, and I am a Canadian liaison for breast implant illness. So... (laughs) My plate is full, to say the least. And if there's anyone watching from the Sunshine Coast, that's where I hail from. So you are one busy lady, jack of all trades, so to speak, I'm going to (laughs) say. We have Shelby here today because we wanted to dive into a bit of a more personal topic, a bit of finding your inner power. This is a major girl boss, Shelby is. She is one powerful woman and so inspiring. And I know that you guys are all going to feel the same way at the end of this podcast. But Shelby definitely is able to hail to finding her inner strength, her inner power, post-divorce through a whole bunch of different life adversities. And she really has built her life and the life that she's always dreamed. So Shelby, let's just get into things here. When you were in a relationship that was not fulfilling your needs, how did you make this huge decision to leave? 
I want to start by saying it, it wasn't easy. I got married when I was 23 years old. By that point, we had been together since I was 18. So I wouldn't say that in a time scale, the marriage was a rush. It certainly wasn't. We'd spent a lot of years being dedicated to each other. And on the day that I got married, I wanted to get married. And by about our one year anniversary, it became quite clear to me that it wasn't the right relationship for me for long term in the whole dedication and love and caring. In our circumstance, I really believe we own companies as well. And I really believe that it became more like work partners and not so much on an intimate level. Um, there's ebbs and flows in relationships, but you should never night after night after night after night get in bed and roll away from each other and have no conversation, have no dialogue. I was drowning in that. And it's 24 years old and there's definitely more. If I could go back, I would change a few things. But so that was my one year anniversary where I knew I had that sinking feeling that this isn't going to work. This is not what I want for myself. And feeling like the feeling was mutual, even though it was unsaid. And then one night on a Thursday, I woke him up in the middle of the night and said, I can't be married to you anymore. Now, that is not the way I recommend doing it. <laughs> Obviously, I wasn't being honest with myself and it just got to the point where I couldn't do it anymore. And that wasn't really fair to him and it wasn't fair to myself. Ultimately, I really did pull the ripcord, unfortunately. And I would probably say, you know, I wasn't nearly as mature as I am now and I would do it differently, but I pulled the ripcord and told him that and, you know, our life started to fall apart from there, essentially. I had been with him since I was a child. I'd never done anything on my own without a man and my life was imploding, but somehow some drive was forcing me to do it. Like he paid for the rent. He did all the bills. I had a car in which if I couldn't make my car payment because I spent all my money on clothes, he was going to do it. I'd never stood on my own two feet in a very real, mature, adult, take care of yourself way. And so I had to move out. I had to find an apartment. And I think the first time it really hit me was when I sat down in the lobby of this horrible place in North Vancouver to, you know, as cheap as I could get so I could just get out and get my own place. And I was filling out the application and I had like a horrible breakdown because I never filled out a document like that by myself. Like it was not done by me. I was sort of like, and I'm not saying I was a total like wafy woman that had no participation in everything. I ran a business with him, but in terms of those types of grown-up documents, I'd never done one before. And that's when it really hit me that life is going to change and in a real hurry. And now I have to, like, it's sink or swim now. And I've made the choice and there's no going back. So that was when it really hit me. And then I basically went crazy, sold everything I owned, put some of it in storage and went traveling by myself for eight months. Find yourself probably a little bit, right? Give yourself that peace that you required for a little while and find your inner strength. It absolutely was. And it was like, I'd never read a map by myself. Like I'd read a map if he was driving and I was navigating. That's not the same thing. I went to non-English speaking countries by myself with a backpack on my back and figured out, I do know how to read a map. 
I do know how to communicate with people by myself. I do know how to be adventurous. I do know how to take care of myself. And I know how to make new friends and enjoy new experiences. And it was a wild time. It was also a really sad time because I was mourning the loss of my relationship and my marriage. And there's a lot of disappointment and self-loathing and all sorts of really unhealthy thoughts that come along with you gave up, you left, so on and so forth. I know that we all would know about those feelings. So it was wading through a lot of learning and excitement and adventure, but also trying to forgive myself for getting married and thinking I was ready then. And in the end, I, I truly wasn't, and it wasn't right. And you, you said that it was like pulling a ripcord, but I'm sure that living through that and feeling that within yourself, it wasn't the ripcord effect, so to speak for you, but for everyone around you, it probably felt that way. But what is the other option in life? I think that you do have to eventually pull that ripcord. That is what in, in anything, in any metaphor you can use that that's the only thing that's going to allow us to propel ourselves forward. I don't think it benefits anyone, including the people that are in the marriage and the children, if there was children, to live in a loveless marriage that makes you miserable. I'm sorry. I don't know if that's too plain for everybody, but if like, if mom's not happy, if dad's not happy, nobody can be happy. Avoiding each other, ships passing in the night, like, <laughs> like if there's personal stresses in my life right now, my daughter can feel it. And it's not between me and my marriage. It's like business and work and whatever she can feel it. Are you okay, mommy? Like I wouldn't want to keep her living in that because you can't hide that. Like you can not argue in front of kids or whatever, but they know like they're not silly. They feel all the vibes going on in the house. It's not good for everyone. And a marriage is a contract. It's a covenant. It would be something that would be really lovely if we could commit to knowing all the details, believing fully and having it work out. And I really wish that nobody wants to get divorced, but I knew I had that sinking feeling. And when I finally admitted it to myself, that's when I pulled it because you're right. It wasn't that, oh, finally wake you up in the middle of the night. It's like, finally, I can't handle it anymore. That's really what it was. So yeah, absolutely. You get to this point and obviously have to go through as you said, the discoveries, the finding yourself, the finding your inner strength and your power. So as you did this, where did you find that you landed yourself? Did you find secure in all your decisions suddenly? You know, like, I think I'm not sure. I'm just saying like, is this something that we're always growing towards and, you know, discovering ourselves because we are always ebbing and flowing, but where did you find yourself at the end of the travel at the end of your journeys? And how were you able to then take this? Well, maybe if you were feeling more of that, you know, the emptiness with your, with your ex-husband and how did you then find the fulfillment of yourself before diving into something new? Well, I did a complete 360, like, you know, I left my husband, I moved into a new apartment, we sold our apartment that we owned. I also quit my job, which I had been at for uh, seven, over seven years. So I just feel like it, it was necessary for me to break ties and everything that I knew, everything that I had 
work towards with this person. It was almost like uh, my identity was attached to him and I needed to try and find a way to get my own identity. That's not something I recommend. <laughs> if you have a great job and it is making you happy, you don't need to leave it. But for me, the only way I knew how to learn how to stand on my own two feet was to cut ties with everything in my past. And the location that I lived in, it was a small town with lots of friends. You know, they were all his friends. And then so when it came time to split, I very much lost those friends. And I think that I needed to leave that town, leave that job because I felt lonely and sad. And I, and I wasn't really ready to deal with that part of it. And in turn, like part of my traveling was about finding me, but it, I'm not going to lie. It was also about leaving that. And so when I came back, though, when I returned to Vancouver, you know, you walk around, everything's recognizable again. I see your old friends again. And to be honest, I think that's when I really had to deal with when you get back to life. That's when I really had to deal with. Like, I know I can navigate now, but what do you want to do now when you're back to life? So absolutely. The uncertainty yeah. uh, like of everything in life and whether be that the divorce, whether that be you're looking for someone within yourself, that's you're looking to fulfill someone within yourself that you have not yet fulfilled. How do you actually get from that feeling stuck feeling to that scared feeling to leave? And then all of a sudden to finding this new person that you can feel fulfilled with. I think that no matter what stage of that you're in, it's always going to be scary. But if you don't decide to do it, it's never going to change. Well, also part of the journey, and we've talked about finding yourself, but if you don't love and respect and honor yourself, how can you do that with someone else? So I think if you're in a place where you don't, you know, find that inner thing about yourself that you love and you, how can you love someone else if you don't love yourself? How can you know what you're looking for if you don't really understand who you are? And essentially that's, that's what I hope to do because when I left my husband, I felt like I only really knew me and you. I don't really know Shelby by herself. And I, you know, always wanted to be a good wife. So I think I sort of, this is what he wanted. And so I molded myself into not in all, like I, not in all ways, but I felt like I just didn't know how to be me without him. And so when I knew how to be me and I knew what was important to me and I knew what my goals were, and I knew that I could take care of myself and I knew that through my struggles, I found a way to forgive myself for leaving my marriage. And I found a way to try and get past that and move forward. That's when the right person came. Well, it was back to me, but came to me because I feel like I was in a position where also I think my understanding of love was different all those years, you know, years later. I think that there's such thing as love and then there's such thing as mature love. And I think that one is more of an evolved state of the other. Absolutely. I completely and agree with just you. Acceptance helps you get there. Finding the, yeah, the acceptance, the journey, the self-fulfillment, and as you said, the forgiveness of self 
I a hundred percent agree that how can you love someone else if you can't love yourself first? You have to give yourself what you're offering to others. And if you can't actually love yourself, you have nothing to give. Absolutely. And and then I just, I don't think if you really, or you're not loving yourself and you're not, you don't have something whole and willing to give, then you're not really looking for the right thing. And like, I do believe in the powers of the wonderful universe. And when you're ready, I believe that, you know, I hope in my heart that things have been sent your way or those opportunities knock or however you want to say it. So it was, yeah, it was wild. My current husband, I hate saying that, but he came into my life. I really believe at right the exact time. And uh, we just hit the ground running and everything has sort of supersized since then, you know, in regards to, you know, our personal successes and our successes with our company and becoming parents. And yeah. So you had to get through all that shit to get to the good part. Exactly. Exactly. You had to travel through those journeys to make sure that you can build yourself up to realize the better and what is out there. Are you able to give any advice or offer any advice to those feeling maybe stuck or unfulfilled, but like the scared of the uncertainty to move forward? Honestly, yes. One easy, ancient, old saying, trust your gut. Trust your gut. It is telling you something for a reason. And if you ignore it, you're only going to wake up in the middle of the night and tell your husband you can't be with him anymore. Like there's ways to work through things in a more civil manner. If you can be honest with yourself, trust yourself. And if you're not happy, nobody can be happy. And certainly not in a long-term capacity. If you know something is wrong, it's wrong. It's just that easy, but that doesn't make it simple. It's not simple to come to terms with maybe the direction your, your life is not taking. It's not easy to say, I can't be with you anymore. Let's split up our money and I'll move out to a shitty apartment and have to sell my car because I can't afford it. And on and on and on. Nobody wants to face those types of things. Like, I loved my car. I didn't want to get rid of it, but there was no way that I could... I couldn't continue the way I was going. I couldn't afford it. I had a man take care of me. The new life, this was the new shelf life. And I had to either, I had to accept it. This is what I've chose to do. So it's time to man up. And that's, that's really what I had to do. But ultimately it came from finally recognizing these feelings that I had inside and then doing something about it for really both of our benefits. When you were going through all of this, Were you surprised at the people that showed up for you and surprised at the people that did not? So my best friend, Alex, was there for me every day as I, you know, was at work, like outside on a picnic bench crying. She was my absolute rock and I, and still is. But as much as I'm on here with you, I'm not airing my dirty laundry. I'm talking about an experience that I have without any gritty details. So when I told my family who were really on the outer ring and had no idea that I wasn't happy, it was difficult for them to accept it. So from the people that I would have normally leaned on, well, they loved my husband. He'd been around for a long time and friends and family, they were very disappointed. 
And they also didn't know where it was coming from because I didn't tell them anything. So in regards to my family, I really had to do it on my own. Alex was my rock and the only, only reason why I got through those initial months looking for my new apartment, moving me into my new apartment, like on and on and on, just getting through the day. It was all her and she was amazing. It took months and months for me to sort of reconnect with my family. And we'd have conversations since, you know, about, you know, I'm sorry, the way that was handled, we were just really shocked by this news because we felt blindsided and, and you hadn't said anything. And it's true. I didn't say anything because I didn't want to face it until I couldn't do it anymore. That was both of our faults in that case, but really your friends, of course, you know, wonderful if they can be there for you, but honestly, the only person that you have to rely on is yourself. It's true. It's ultimately your decision and you're now going to navigate your life and, and tell people what you need from them and, and what you need from yourself in order to be successful apart from this marriage that you were in. I don't know. It is my best friend and then my gut and you just wing it from there. Your gut. Hold on to the gut. So with COVID-19, yes. at the beginning of our you know, experience with COVID-19, there was all these memes flying around as to whether this half is going to get divorced or this half is going to have a baby. And it's hard to not imagine and actually understand that there's a certain level of reality to both of those <laughs> memes that are going around. People are not used to being around their significant other, their spouse, as much as they are these days. Are you surprised by any of this? And, you know, maybe more time living closely to the one that you want to move away from is having such an impact on so many people's lives? Absolutely. And like I, we're, the construction industry luckily hasn't been that affected. So I haven't been stuck at home with Tyler, but if I was, I would be like, get out of my face. I run the house, you go to work, Mackenzie and I have our own schedule and we very much love each other. So if you, I think that the stress of COVID, the quarantine, maybe we're not making money anymore. Maybe we've lost our jobs. Money is obviously a huge stressor. It, if you have a crack, it's all those stresses are going to find those cracks and make them bigger. I mean, I'd love to think that everyone is at home making babies because they love each other and they're having this quality time and it's so great. Like dream world. I don't think that that is the way things are going to go. And it makes me feel really sad for people. And, you know, reading all sorts of statistics, how domestic abuse has gone up, suicides have gone up, drug abuse and drug overdose has gone up. I don't want to, you know, political, whatever, because you know, I'm just me, but I do feel worried about the mental state of pretty much everyone in the world that's been having to go through all this. It's not normal. It's not something we were braced for, compared, like ready for, prepared for. I can't even imagine because we luckily still had work. When we don't have work, like with construction, it's feast or famine. And when you're, you know, have no money, it's like, please go to work. So you mentioned the mental state, and I totally agree with you. I think that there's a whole different pandemic, so to speak, with the mental health, especially because of the effects of COVID-19 and what it's doing to everyone individually, as a society, as a world. But 
as you were dealing with all of your uncertainties and your rebuild, how did you ever deal with any mental health issues that you needed to find support through? And how did you get through that? That that would not be a light time in your life. Counseling. <laughs> Since I left my husband, I guess, and that was, I was 24. 34 now so I've always constantly seen somebody there may be some time in between appointments but I get to I really like to look at a life as a cup right so when it starts to overflow gets too full with all of your things that you haven't dealt with your traumas your issues your stress starts to overflow and you can't take on anything else in your cup you need to talk about these things so that you could empty your cup out so that when you get to the top of your driveway and you go to close the gate and you step in mud, you don't have a mental breakdown. And that's where I get to where even the small things that are, should be easy, you know, put you over counseling and trying to be honest with myself, trying to be like an active communicator with my husband. So that I'm like, I don't get to the point where I'm going jumping down his throat because something that he does every day is pissing me off. Like, why don't you just tell him that, you know, just kind of trying to get it off your plate before it gets to a point where your cup is overflowing again. But with the help of professionals, I very much, there's its own set of value in just going to speak to someone and dumping on them. Even if they're not giving you advice in return, it can be incredibly freeing to be able to unburden yourself with an, with an unbiased party. And I've always, always found help in that for my whole adult life. I definitely agree. I think that having someone from the outside to be able to speak to and whether they do offer that advice or not, but we all need a, so to speak, dumping ground of our emotions to not feel overwhelmed. And I really, really do like your cup analogy. Definitely. Whether it's a half full or overflowing, how do you maintain that cup? Maybe on that level, I'm going to ask something that I have been asking everyone. Do you have a routine for yourself? Do you find yourself having a morning routine or sometime in the day where you're finding those times for yourself? Yes, it's my nighttime routine. I put my daughter to bed at seven. Yes. And then most of the time, Tyler goes up in the hot tub. So then I have everything to myself. And I lovingly wash my face and put on my serums and put on my moisturizer and put on my HA and brush my teeth. And that is like, sometimes I put on music. Sometimes I have a bath before, but generally it's that like 15 minute and 60 layers of stuff on my skin. And it's, it's cleansing naturally, but it, it's just a little bit of time. And I reflect on the day, think about how I could have been a better parent because I'm every day is a challenge, you know, but I just have that moment to myself and I'm incredibly like routine. So I even wash my face in the same strokes, like, but that is really calming for me. And that's when I love it the most. That's my half an hour, so to speak to myself slough off the yeah. day in a different way. And yes. Yeah. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> so you are obviously remarried to Tyler. You guys have a beautiful daughter. You are 
living a whole different lifestyle than what it used to look like. And clearly it is working for you. You are such an amazing, inspiring woman. You always have been to me, but you are literally glowing these days. And I am genuinely, Shelb's just so happy for you. So thank you for making the time to be here and, sh and sharing your story because I can't imagine that any part of that is easy and to rehash it, I know would never be easy either, but I do know that so many people out there love to hear how people do things that are hard. And that is something that you are offering to so many people right now. So thank you. Do you from your mom's side of it, now looking at your daughter, what words of wisdom can you advise her with as she grows? I mean, she's only five right now, but from all of your life experience, what are the things that you want to ensure you instill in her? Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> I think when we're growing up, when we're young, everything's a rush. We want to be grown up when we're little. We want everything now. When one door closes, another one always opens. You're not, you may not see it at the time, but I do believe that you, you know, our path is long and winding. I was high school sweethearts with my current husband, Tyler, when I was 15 years old. He was two years older than me, graduated. We part ways. I hadn't seen each other in 12 years. I have a photo of us from his grad night. And as much as I want to say, I wish that we could have still been together, that I couldn't have wasted that time, gone through those hardships, all those things. When I really be honest with myself, I believe that I had to go through all of that in order to be ready for him, in order to be in a position that I love myself and I'm ready to accept mature love from someone else, from him. And so to my daughter, I say, trust your gut, listen to your mother and don't rush because it really is live for today. Enjoy your life for today. Don't be governed by fear. But like we were together, my first husband and I for, I guess, going on six years before we got married. I don't really think that that's a rush into marriage. I think that's a legitimate amount of time. But just because you've been together with someone for a long time doesn't mean that it's forever. And mistakes happen. And find a way to accept yourself, forgive yourself, pick yourself up, and find a way to switch your mindset and get what you want from life. So if you know what you don't want, you may not know what you do want, but you know what you don't. So just find a way to not have that. <laughs> Those are all great words of wisdom, not just to your daughter, to everyone. And I am definitely taking some of those. And you have some amazing quotes, some amazing analogies. And yeah, just an inspiring woman. So what do you have on your plate next? Well, on my plate next... My husband and I just incorporated another company, so we'll be starting a home building business uh, from start to finish. So you'll get to hear about Kennedy Custom Homes in the new year. We're looking at acquiring land right now to find start our first build. So it's a relentless onslaught of stress, but it's always worth it, and we're a great team. So ramping up to do that, and hopefully starting to come out of COVID so I can start taking my daughter to more extracurricular activities in, in relations to our homeschool which we love that journey together 
And as for Shelby, the fashion and lifestyle influencer, have my eyes on the top and beyond. So I'd really like to get to a place where I could do my own edit with a brand of my choice, my favorite brand, do some awesome collaborations. And, you know, farther in the future, but I'd like to think not so far. Because of my personal experiences, I'd really like to start a not-for-profit company to help raise money for women that can't afford the cost of their own explants. So that is, you know, where I'd like to focus my efforts and and essentially my giving back. The average cost of explant in Canada is $8,000. So that's completely unaffordable and ridiculous uh, when you're as sick as I was and sicker. So ultimately, that is what I would like to dedicate my life to. And I'm hoping I can use my influence to assist in that message. I love that. And this is definitely a topic that we are going to delve back into another podcast for sure. It is something that is not talked about enough and more people definitely need to hear about that. So I can't wait to have you back if you are willing to come back and talk all things implant, explant, everything and the illness around that. So where can people find you? Let's give you some shout outs here. (laughs) okay sounds good so um on my instagram page it's it's the shelf life so i-t-s-s-h-e-l-b-l-i-f-e i also have a youtube channel with the same name it's basically anything that is revolving around me so anything i love from fashion to beauty and and beyond and of course you get a couple little glimpses of our construction company and putting in the pool and in my house and anyway it's it's just sort of my crazy life and you know i own a construction company that's how we make our money that's how our bread and butter but i was born to get dressed so it just seemed like a natural progression for me to wake up and get dressed in and share it with everyone. So it truly is where I get my happiness. And you should see my little fashionista daughter. She comes and puts everything on. Pretty sure I'm raising a monster, but it brings me a lot of joy and I love sharing it with people. And I'd love to have you in my space. So yeah, it's great. It's the shell life. It's the Shelb Life. We will definitely link everything in the show notes for It's the Shelb Life. And I love that because it literally is the Shelb Life. Go check her out. She is an amazing individual. Thank you so much for being on here today with me, Shelbs. It was so great to catch up. I feel like we need to do this more often. It has been way too long. And just so honored that you are making the time for me. So thank you. Sometimes the hardest part is being honest with ourselves, trusting our gut. Thank you so much for listening in today. And thank you so much to Shelby for being here, being so raw, open and honest with us all. I hope that you are all taking a few tools home with you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it. See you next week. You can find me on Instagram at MomSweatSam.com.